0: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, January 12th. Ian Cameron, three games on tap on this Wednesday night. We'll get to them in just a second. Welcome to the show, as always. A reminder, again, seven days a week, live on YouTube. Make sure you check out the podcast if you ever can't watch the show live on YouTube. We're the only NHL betting show here for you seven days a week, breaking down every single NHL game, regular season, postseason, you name it. Uh, from a betting perspective. So thanks for joining us each day here on the Ice Guys. Before we get to tonight's card, let's look back on the uh, Tuesday slate uh, what we saw last night. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning kind of predictably go- take care of business against Buffalo, 6-1 to one, uh, last night. Very, very uh, bad news for Buffalo. Uh, a young goalie that's given them some, uh, at least some semblance of steady play at times in between the pipes. Uka Pekalukainen, of course, is who I'm talking about. Uh, He gets injured last night and it looked serious uh, and it looks like it's going to be a situation that's going to have him out for a a lengthy period of time for the uh, Buffalo Sabres week to week with a lower body injury suffered last night. Very unfortunate considering, you know, he had played pretty solidly in between the pipes for uh, the Sabres for the most part. Um, uh, Disappointing to see that happen. Uh, And you've just got all kinds of issues now with your own goaltending. Malcolm Subban month to month with an upper body injury as well. Uh, coming in. So all of a sudden, just a devastating night in terms of uh, the Sabres in terms at the goaltending position, Lukanen getting injured week to week with the lower body injury, and now an even more substantial injury suffered by Malcolm Subban. So we're all of a sudden at the point now, and Dustin Tokarski and Craig Anderson, two other goalies for the Sabres are on IR. So we're down to Aaron Dell, farmer in the Dell, as I've called him many times on this show, and Michael Hauser as your two goaltenders. So definitely not uh, all that uh, not all that um, good in terms of the outlook on the horizon here for the uh, Buffalo Sabres in terms of the uh, goaltending position in Tampa Bay. Uh, obviously, after losing to Boston, they figured they'd probably not take the Sabres lightly. They sure didn't. Uh, they'd da- dominate them and end up winning that game by a score. Uh, of 6 to 1 uh last night. Uh we saw Florida 5-2 over Vancouver. Uh Canucks not a great performance from them. The layoff we talked about it 11 days. They hadn't played since New Year's Day and that dropped the uh Vancouver Canucks to 8 and 2 now uh under Bruce Boudreau, uh the head coach for the uh Canucks who's been uh, a big reason why this team's turned things around, but I don't think there's any reason to hit the panic button if you're the uh Vancouver Canucks, you're in a really tricky spot last night. A lot of teams have struggled in that situation playing that first game and you just can't make those kind of, you know, you can't be sloppy. You can't make defensive mistakes when you play the Florida Panthers. And unfortunately, a lot of teams, when they've been returning to play uh, in game action, following an extended layoff or hiatus, we've seen a lot of teams have those problems with managing the puck with defensive miscues with turnovers and poor defensive play, uh, resulting, uh, in goals for the other team. We saw that quite a bit last night for Florida against Vancouver. So again, Bruce Boudreau kind of said it after the game, you know, It's, it's nice to have the taste of losing because everybody thought we were this invincible, uh, machine, uh, for the longest time since I've been here, so now they get a chance to adjust things, clean things up, and they'll certainly be looking to do that after losing five-two to Florida last night. Uh, Chicago with a four-two win against Columbus, solid win for the Blackhawks. Was kind of worried whether you know that team would have that same kind of solid performance following the Vegas win, where you know it was all hands on deck. The team wanted that when Mark Andre Fleury and his return to Las Vegas, but you know, give the Blackhawks credit, solid win, good road performance. Didn't give the Jackets uh, nearly uh, as much as we thought, although the Jackets did pour it on in the second period in particular and in the third at times when they were pressing to tie the game late, but fall, fell short 4-2 and another solid performance in net uh, from Mark andre Fleury. Certainly no letdown from him after the win against Vegas. He played very well uh, in the uh, 4-2 win for Chicago last night. Uh, what else did we see? We saw Nashville. I mean, we keep I keep waiting for Nashville to just kind of, fall off and not be, you know, one of the better teams in the West. And another very impressive win for them, 5-4 against Colorado. And yeah, Colorado was on a back-to-back, but I I don't take it away from Nashville what they were able to do. It was a very good win for them uh, over the uh, Avalanche uh, in overtime, 5-4. They squandered multiple leads in that game. Hey, that's going to happen sometimes when you play Colorado, who of course have the firepower to get back in any game, when they're trailing, and they proved it again last night. But give Nashville credit—a uh, five-four—they uh, end up getting the win in overtime. Uh, they just keep on playing some really good hockey, trying to make it known to people that they are a force in the Western Conference. And they've certainly looked the part so far. It's a nice win for them. Uh, how about Evgeny Malkin's return to Pittsburgh? My goodness, you talk about it couldn't have gone any better. Uh, I'd say two goals and an assist, three points in his first game of the season. Wow. Great job by him. Great job by Pittsburgh. 4-1, they take care of business against Anaheim in the return of Evgeny Malkin last night. And they bounce back from a tough loss to Dallas where they squandered a third-period lead. Uh, San Jose beats Detroit 3-2. And Toronto escapes with a 4-3 shootout win against Vegas. Not exactly a great game from the Leafs. I mean, territorially, Vegas controlled most of that game. But it seems like every good chance the Leafs got they scored... Uh, you know, they withstood Vegas's push in the third period. They let Vegas tie it, but they end up getting the win in the shootout. And uh, William Nylander gets the first goal of the game for the Leafs and the shootout winner. So a nice uh, job by him uh, to get that 4-3, help the Leafs, I should say, get that 4-3 shootout win uh, against Vegas. And good teams find ways to win when they don't play their best. And I think that was the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs last night. That was not their best game. In fact, I thought they played better against Colorado than last night, but They got the win. That's what matters. And now they will be uh, back in action tonight in one of the games we'll preview here in just a bit, taking on the uh, Arizona Coyotes' return home to Scottsdale and that area for Austin Matthews. You know uh, he'll be fired up for that. Uh, Andrew McGinnis with us now here on this uh, Wednesday edition of the program. Uh, Andrew, welcome in. Uh, Give give us some thoughts on uh, the action we saw in the NHL from Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, great to be here, Ian. Uh, you know, yesterday is a it was a chalky night. You know, it was uh, for some reason I have uh, I don't have many allergies in my life. I don't take medications, but uh, I think I do have an allergy um, to puck lines because I have not done well with them in years past. So I rarely take them. And I, I you know, I wasn't on the show yesterday, but I hope our man Jimmy was Jimmy puckline yesterday because you know talking about Pittsburgh over Anaheim, talk about the Panthers over Vancouver talking about the lightning over Buffalo. I mean, the puck lines were active last night, whether or not they were chalky or not, you were making some money with those. Uh, And the chalk showed up to play. I did lose on Columbus. I had a two and one night overall. My plays were a two teamer with Pittsburgh and Tampa. That one Columbus on the money line Uh, that got there though. And I also had the Leafs and we'll talk about the Leafs here on today's show, but, you know, I didn't really love that effort. I really saw last night, despite them getting the win. Um, interesting night, though, in the NHL across the board. Like you mentioned, of getting Malkin, uh, what a way for him to uh, welcome himself back. It was it was really unbelievable because you and I both do shows with Morenci, and I was on Morenci about a couple weeks ago. We were going over the live uh, the futures. I, I said to him, "You know what, Gabe? Man, twenty-four to one Penguins to win the cup. Twelve to one to win their division." or win the conference. And then I had kind of just said that and moved on a couple of, you know, a week later I gave out to clients nine to one pens to win the East. Now they're sitting at like 15 to one to win the entire thing. Whereas they were 24 to one, like just two and a half weeks ago, Pittsburgh's looking good. They're looking deep. It's going to be all about Tristan Jari come playoff time. Uh, but when you look across the board, especially at Vancouver, a lot of people bet on them yesterday, I, I couldn't get there because it was just a bad spot for them not playing that long. I'm not worried about that though because I think it was just a good team they faced. Florida means business. Uh, I still think Vancouver's a good hockey club despite what happened yesterday. Um, Red Wings game, really weird game. Both teams. If you watch that game, I apologize uh, for for you you having to watch that because I tuned in for a little bit of that game. Uh, I try and watch a little bit of everything. Ian, just you know, tune in a little bit. Uh, I know you're kind of similar to me. Geez, the amount of chances both those teams miss. If you had an over in that game, I sincerely apologize. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, because you should have. Got, did you see that? I think Timo Meyer might have hit three posts in one yeah. play. Uh, but anyway, it was a good night of hockey last night. A little disappointed in myself because I went two and one, and came out profitable, but it was one of those nights where I was like, ah, you know what? I should have done this, should have done that. But yeah. you know, you can't always say that. As a better, I should be happy to take my two and one. But um, you know. The teams that you kind of expected to win, they did. It was one of those nights I found in the NHL. But lose drawn Columbus, and that one kind of made me a little have a little sour taste in my mouth because I thought that Chicago, after that emotional win against Vegas coming off that and Columbus hopefully getting healthier, they felt like they were on the power play for the entire second period, Columbus did. And they just couldn't finish their chances. So good night, though, last night. That was an interesting night, yeah.
0: I mean, definitely the the overs keep coming in. We saw that again last night with Nashville, Colorado. I mean, we got to start to see us. We think we we, we got to start to see a seven at some point with a Colorado total. Uh, we haven't seen it yet. It'll be interesting to see if we we're going to see some kind of change. They do play against Arizona Thursday night, so keep an eye on that. We'll see if that total is again six and a half or lower. I'm sure it'll be six and a half. They have to at least put it at six and a half with what we're seeing. Uh, from Colorado right now, but uh, they just continue to score goals and bunches and they've started to give up a few more in, in the last few games as well. Nashville scored five against them. Toronto, of course, had a good offensive night against Colorado. So they just continue to be just a juggernaut to the over right now. Uh, that game went over. The Tampa Buffalo game went over. Vancouver, Florida, which was my best bet yesterday, went over the total again. Like Talking about these teams, too, off the long pause and the long yeah. layoff where it's just these freaking track meets. And it's these uh, sloppy games with defensive breakdowns and miscues. And that's what we're seeing. And it's uh, interesting because we're going uh, to tra- transition now to tonight. And our first game that we're going to talk about is a team coming off a layoff. It's the Mon- it's Andrews Montreal Canadiens here uh, taking on the uh, Boston Bruins at the TD Garden. The first game for Montreal since New Year's Day uh, when they lost 5-2 to Florida. And they had basically the equivalent of an AHL team uh, on the ice for them uh, in that game. So they haven't played in 11 days. Uh, now taking on Boston here tonight. Boston minus 360 uh, home favorites in this game. The total six pretty much across the board. Uh, here between these two teams tonight, it's going to be interesting. Montreal, we know how tough this has been. This you can't ask for much more of a trying season, disappointing season, just a lot of adversity, whether it's bad play on the ice, a rough season, win loss wise, you've had injuries, you've had uh, a massive COVID outbreak, which has just ripped through this team uh, for the better part of the last uh, few weeks. Uh, it's just been everything here. Uh, for Montreal, and yet they're trying to at least keep their heads above water here. They're one in ten in their last eleven games. They're uh, l- last in the conference. It's not fun, uh you know. Nick Suzuki, you know, he's basically losing. We've been doing. It's been shit. He actually said, "Yeah, it, it's it's not fun." Yeah, I should think not. It's never fun to lose. It's uh <laughs> Montreal's had that kind of. It's like everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. It has gone wrong. You know, it's been play on the ice has been poor. Uh, defensive play has been bad. The offense has been hit or miss. And then you've had injuries and COVID uh, issues to deal with on top of that Uh, and starts and stops in terms of your schedule. And here's another now for Montreal where they haven't played uh, in 11 days. We do have something to compare with this Montreal team in terms of a long layoff, because we've already seen them return from a long layoff. This is their second time returning from a long layoff this year. They returned from one December 28th. They played Tampa Bay after being off for 12 days, Again, because of a COVID pause slash the Christmas pause as well during that time. And in the first game back, December 28th, 5-4 overtime loss to Tampa Bay. Game flies over the total. I remember that because took the over in that game and it was just up and down. Hard to envision. They were, they were winning, winning at one point year. too in that game. They were. They were. There's no question about that. And it's funny. Someone in the chat mentioned something that I've actually bet tonight in this game. And, and Johnny K is the one that's mentioned it. And I've actually bet it because... In that Montreal Tampa Bay game, Montreal was decimated too, just like they still are. I mean, even though they're playing and they've got some players back uh, from COVID protocol, it's still not a lot. Like we're still look, looking at tonight. Uh, Christian Dvorak, uh, he was cleared for, he might return tonight. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and then Joel Armia might return as well. That's about it. I mean, other than that, you've still got uh, Josh Anderson out, Joel Edmondson out, uh, Tyler Toffoli out. Uh, you go on down the list, Kale Clegg now, the blue liners in COVID protocol, Alex Belziel, uh, it's, uh Cedric Paquette. I mean, it's still uh, a lot of guys out, but you know, they at least might have Dvorak or Mia back tonight. Ben Chirot's back on the blue line, Weidman on the blue line, Jeff Petrie's going to be on the ice tonight. So it's a, you're starting to get at least a little bit healthier if you're the Canadians, but – you are still without a bunch of players and key yeah. ones at that going into this game tonight. Um, Boston. We've talked about them the last couple of days. Um, they go as Posternock goes and Posternock's feeling it again for the uh, Bruins. The last few games, he's been terrific. He's found the back of the net. The Bruins as a team. They've been terrific of late. They have scored uh, four plus goals. The Bruins uh, in five of their last six games. So the offense has exploded. Uh, five of those six games have gone over the total we already have evidence of Montreal and how they've played in the first game after a long pause back on December 28th in that game against Tampa. So I'm on over six here with Montreal and Boston and Johnny, I like that thinking that you have in the chat there, Montreal to score first at that plus price is worth a look because yes, I expect them to be sloppy, be poor defensively. And yeah, they're playing a Boston team. That's really starting to get it going offensively right now. Marshawn Posternock in particular have been great. You're looking at, you know, Guys like Matt Grizzlick are stepping up on the blue line, chipping in offensively like they did against Washington. So there's still a pretty good chance, obviously. Boston scores first, but I think Montreal is going to have live legs early in the game. You know, they've been off for 11 days. You know, I think they're going to have some jump, still going to have a lot of these guys that are going to be AHL players. Once they get everybody healthy, they'll be sent back down and a little bit of an onus to show something in terms of what they can do. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like Boston's probably going to end up winning. But I could see Montreal doing what they did against Tampa. They score the first goal. They have good energy early. And then as the game goes on, you know the better team and obviously the healthier team finds a way, just Mm -hmm. like Tampa did. So that's the way I see it going. I'm on Montreal to score first because I like the price, and I think you're going to see good energy from them. And I'm also on over six here with the Habs and the Bruins. Andrew, uh, thoughts on this game?
1: Well, yeah, I'm right there with you. A lot of stuff you said, I mean, it's been, it's just, it's been automatic and we hate to use that as handicappers, but taking teams over the total first or first period or or full game, look at Vancouver yesterday, you know, obviously they played Florida, but we know how talented they are. And to your point, look, as a Montreal, I'll, I'll just stop being a better for just 30 seconds, if I may, Ian. Happy to see my team get some guys back, man. It's just I'm looking forward to watching happy to see game. them play a game. Yeah. Happy I didn't even play a know game. they're still in the National Hockey League.
0: <laughs> <on> this, <laughs>
1: yeah. And it is a good feeling, you know. Like I'll tell you guys out there watching when I watch a bet that I have. Do you think last night I'm watching Columbus Chicago if I don't have a bet on that game? Let's be honest here. Probably not. Or at least watching it as extensively as I was. Let's be honest. With the amount of games that were going on last night. Um you know, I'm not watching Columbus and Chicago start to finish if I don't have action on that game. I look forward to that feeling tonight of watching my favorite team and cheering them on. It's just a different feeling I get watching my, my favorite team. Having said that from a betting standpoint, there's nowhere else I can look in this game besides the over. And some people might say, well, if you like the over, you think the Bruins are going to do the bulk of the scoring. Why not just take them on the puck line? Well, I don't love the puck line price. Montreal is known to kind of be a shocker in these type of type of spots. And you don't really know what you're going to get out. Some of these guys coming back. Boston just played two of the best teams in their conference, right? We have to mention that they just played Tampa Bay and Washington. It kind of reminds me of when, um, who was it? Colorado played two really tough teams and then they played Seattle and they went over in that game just a few short days ago. And it's the same situation to me that kind of adds up superior team off two games against really great teams. Now playing a really, really worse team. That team's motivated. Hasn't played a game since new year's day. We're sitting here talking on January 12th. Let's, let's get some goals. You know, I I see no reason why we won't see a, a five, three win here for the, for the Bruins tonight or four, three win for somebody, you know, but I know in my heart I can cheer on this game as a Canadiens fan. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to see goals on both ends. I don't expect their defense to contain the Boston Bruins, especially if they keep on taking bad power plays or penalties. If your book offers this out there, take some power play points, props. Take the over one and a half power play goals. If you're Canadian, I use Cool Bet Canada, Bet365. You can get these power play props, and they're great to bet. Yeah, there's
0: definitely this could be a game where you see the special teams may make an impact. The always dicey part about betting, you know, the power play props is that you got to get the penalties called first, and you don't always get that. And it's, it's nice to look sometimes at referee uh, assignments if you can. Some referees yeah. definitely blow the whistle more and call more penalties, you know, just kind of like umpires. You want to see their balls and strikes, you know, their over under record because some umpires have a tighter strike zone, some umpires have a wider strike zone. Same thing with the referees. Some call more penalties. Some of those chintzy little rinky-dink penalties. Some refs don't call those. Some call every one. So to have that kind of idea of who, who exactly calls more penalties or less penalties is good. But all that being said, I mean, definitely you would think if both teams get power play opportunities, then you're going to see uh, some kind of uh, um, some kind of uh, production for both teams possibly with the man advantage. By the way, if you're betting at DraftKings, our great sponsors here, These two games – by the way, credit to TNT, who have got, of course, a doubleheader tonight, national TV doubleheader in the States on TNT tonight. One of the games features the Montreal Canadiens, and the other game features the Toronto Maple Leafs. Two Canadian teams, and I'm telling you what, it's like pulling teeth for the better part of the last 20 to 30 years, getting an American network to put a Canadian team on national television. And TNT now has done this already. The Leafs have already been on TNT, I think, once or twice this year. Connor McDavid and the Oilers have been on TNT once or twice (laughs) this year. They are thinking differently than NBC. And I look, NBC, nice job with the NHL for 20 years, no doubt. But they are thinking differently than NBC in terms of, you know what? Yeah, they're Canadian teams. But they're good teams. They have talent. They have players that fans want to see on those teams. And Matthews going to is American. Yeah. Austin Matthews is not from Canada. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So that's probably a reason why Toronto's getting a decent amount of you know, national TV games on TNT this year. Edmonton, it goes without saying. Connor McDavid. Hello. Yeah, he plays <laughs> for the team. Maybe people want to see him in a nationally televised game uh, south of the border. So credit to TNT. They're saying, you know what? To hell with the ratings thing. People get obsessed with the ratings, these network heads in the States that we got to put the teams that are going to get us a rating or we got to have the two American teams because the Canadian team won't rate for us. To hell with that. Put the players, put the good teams, put the good players on your network mm-hmm. and the, the the hardcore real hockey fans will watch and they will appreciate far as i'm concerned so yeah well done tnt uh, on that did you have any thoughts on that to me andrew they're doing a better job with their scheduling tnt with these national games
1: yeah i definitely don't think that uh, I, I think they're looking for the best product um they're looking for the best game entertainment wise versus the american team and i think that hockey fans in general are growing as far as appreciating the game more than just cheering for their team when i was in vegas i was nice. To, I love. My favorite part about both times I've been to Vegas is that you meet so many people from all over North America. And, you know, I met a, I met a diehard Nashville Predators fan. You know, I met a New Jersey Devils fan when I was there. And you meet people cheering for all these teams. And they also say, though, I just love watching good games, good hockey games. So do you think that guy I met, my Uber driver, cared about, you know, seeing the Ducks versus Coyotes? Or would he want to watch, you know... Uh, the Oilers versus the Leafs, maybe, or or the Avalanche versus the Leafs. You know, one American team, one Canadian, because that's what it's come down to. And on NBC, oh, is it Pittsburgh or or, or uh, Pittsburgh versus um, Philadelphia, or should we get you know the Maple Leafs, uh, you know, against the Predators because yeah. they just didn't care about that before. So it's definitely it's been noticeable. So you're not the only one. I've noticed it too. And it's good to see. And it's good to the, see biz, Paul Bizanet, I'm a huge spit and fan. I think it's hilarious. Him and Wayne being on a, on a show together is the funniest thing ever. And I think you said this too, Ian. It's been kind of cool seeing him get out of his shell a little bit. He does. Biz, with Paul. Biz he does, does a good Wayne. job yeah. with yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And Biz, that's what he's there for. You know, he like he had that really bad-looking mustache last week. And Wayne was like but yeah, those were some really good points you made but i couldn't stop staring at your mustache
0: <laughs> i agree he's got wayne loosened up now he's yeah. he's just in the and you put obviously the tnt nba guys chuck kenny Shaq, and the ernie johnson you watch them and then you watch what they're doing with the nhl guys bissonette anson carter rick Tockett liam mchugh and wayne you wouldn't be able to tell the difference just in terms of stylistically the presentation. Yeah. You know, it's like banter. It's like you're at a bar. It's like you're at a pub. You're having some chuckles. You're having some laughs back and forth. They get the little meme pictures on the screen here. Yeah, uh, and yeah. They interact with people on Twitter that's, that's tweet the NHL on TNT, and they'll put it on the screen, and they'll have some fun with that just like the NBA does. So they are definitely in lockstep. And TNT wasn't bullshitting, and I appreciate them for – they said from the beginning, we want to try to bring that cool, fun vibe that we have with yeah. our NBA presentation in the studio to the NHL. They've come through with that so far. Uh, no yeah. question about that. So it's been yeah. great to see. No question yeah, I'll, about I'll just that. say
1: this, Ian. I know we want to talk about all the games. I'll be completely real with you. I don't have much on the next game. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, there's not much for me in the next game that I can offer value for um i don't have a play that i've bet on that game so i just wanted to let you know uh the Leafs game i've got some stuff on i like but uh this next game i'm not really uh, there's not as much i can offer
0: all right well that's good because i actually do have a bet on this but it's not my favorite bet probably actually of the three games this is the bet i have the least it's the least It's the least opinion you know the least strongest opinion for me tonight of the three games is this one, but I still did have a small bet on it. Seattle, Dallas, we've got Dallas minus minus one ninety home favorites, total six shaded to the under. And I am on the stars in regulation here. That is uh, the side for me in this one. Now I don't, I I don't love it because it's a big price. And we just saw Alex Radulov by the way, in protocol for uh, Dallas. So uh, that's definitely concerning. One of your better offensive pieces, Uh, Dennis Gurionov as well. Said a decent year, six goals, eight assists, but gives them some depth uh, up front. Him and Radulov now on a COVID protocol, so definitely a little bit of a concern there uh, for Dallas. But I still think they've got capability to get the job done here tonight. Back home, where they have a thirteen and four record, you know, Andrew, if they could only figure something out on the road, Dallas, it'd actually be a pretty damn good team, and they'd be in a really good situation here. Uh, the Dallas stars, but uh, at at least at home, they've gotten the job done. And I expect a good performance here. They got their hearts ripped out by St. Louis on Sunday afternoon. I'm sure everybody's seen by now what happened there. Dallas was up one, nothing. They played an airtight road game. It sure looked like they were going to get the win. And then two penalties for Dallas back to back. They end up giving St. Louis a five on three. And in the final minute of the third period, wouldn't you know it? you think you're, even if we give up a goal, We at least get a point. We'll go to overtime. That didn't happen though. St. Louis ties it. And then just seconds later, they get the game winning goal, 30 seconds or so left. And they basically steal a win from Dallas two to one on Sunday afternoon, the blues in stunning fashion uh, against the stars. And as you've all seen by now in the highlights, I'm sure if, if you've been watching any hockey broadcast or, uh, any you know sports center anything like that? You've seen the clip by now. Rick Bone is just losing his mind, <laughs> losing his shit uh, on the bench, uh, and I, I'd be pissed too. Like you're going to put us down five on three in a one goal game with a – You better have a damn good he just, reason. He's just that. throwing
1: <laughs> shit around. He's yeah. just literally his hockey just,
0: stick. Just, just destroys <laughs> the stick, you know, right against the back of the backboard of the bench there. Uh, going off after I'm that sure loss. one of the
1: advertising
0: papers fell off. Is, is yeah. that true? Did you see that? I think so. I think that's exactly what happened. He did some serious damage <laughs> and that stick was uh, definitely in some serious pain after Rick <laughs> bonus uh, used it, uh, it with malicious and angry intent uh, on Sunday. Like he was livid. He was fit to be tied after that. I'd be a little pissed too, as a coach, like really we're up one, nothing. And you're going to kind of take the game out of our hands and put them on a five on three, with about a minute to go. So heartbreaking loss for Dallas. They actually played one of their better road games against a very good St. Louis team that's been playing some good hockey. And to lose in that fashion is disappointing. Now they've had two days off now. They've certainly got the rest edge as well. They've had more days off prior to this game than than Seattle. And I just think they'll find a way to get the job done here against uh, the Seattle Kraken, who, again, much more competitive against Colorado the other night. But at the end of the day... Bad spot for Colorado, though. Yeah. Took advantage of them off the big Toronto game. And with Nashville on deck the night after, which was last night as well. So it wasn't the greatest situation for Colorado. Uh, and uh, Seattle, give them credit, Go up 3-1 at, to- at a time in that game, but ended up losing uh, in that one 4-3. So Andrew's passing on this game, but I'm going to take Dallas in regulation. You can get that around minus
1: 125, minus 130 right now stars in regulation and let's start the hashtag man hashtag fade the kraken because <laughs> i've been doing it a lot fade the kraken and man that was hilarious from rick bonus though i mean if you can't get some comedy out of that if you can't laugh at that then i don't know if you're enjoying life because i had i enjoyed that and it's funny because people from around here where i'm from oh yeah rick bonus great coach he's from the maritimes and Then when you see someone do that type of stuff or Brad Marshawn licking someone's face, then you don't really feel as much pride seeing that then. But uh, yeah, Rick bonus is actually from about 20 minutes away from where I am right now.
0: Yeah. He's an East coaster, a Maritimer. Yep. Yep, definitely. Uh, And uh, I'm glad he's getting the opportunity. Like it's, they have, I think from the very beginning, when he replaced Jim Montgomery, Uh, They expected it just to be end-of-the-year situation. Mm. He'd be there as just an interim, but they had that crazy run in the bubble all the way to the Stanley Cup final uh, unexpectedly against Tampa. And I think they figured, you know, how can we fire him now or let him go or, you know, hire somebody else to be the permanent head coach? So they gave him the chance, and, uh, you know, he's been one of those guys that's been an assistant for a very long time. He hadn't been a head coach since way back in the 90s. He was the first head coach of the expansion Ottawa Senators, if you could believe that. Uh, way back in the day in the 90s. So that's how long Rick Bonus has been around. And, uh, yeah, none too pleased with what the referees were doing uh, in the final minute of that game on Sunday. But I think Dallas has a decent chance here to bounce back here in this game uh, against Seattle. Seattle's now 0-6, six straight losses going into uh, this game. Uh, Grubauer definitely played better. It's going to be Grubauer and Ottinger, by the way, the goalies uh, in this game. And it's Jake Allen, Linus Allmark, by the way, the two goalies who will be in net for the Montreal A Boston game now Allen definitely is going to be a step up from Montembeau there's no question but he's also you know struggled before this pause that he's not played before that he I think he'd given up three goals or more in five to six starts so a lot of that's due to the play in front of him which has been definitely an issue for the uh, Montreal Canadiens putting it mildly Uh, during this recent stretch. All right, final game. This is the other TNT game. It's a TNT doubleheader tonight. Toronto Maple Leafs, Arizona Coyotes, uh, Toronto minus 300, uh, road favorites, total six uh, in this one. Uh, Toronto on a back-to-back here, obviously, uh, after the uh, win in a a shootout last night against Vegas. We'll see if they can uh, win uh, once again on a uh, back-to-back situation. They're actually two and three this year, second night of back-to-back games, the Leafs. Uh, going into this one, uh, Arizona, they've lost uh, three of their last four, two and eight uh, in their last 10 games. Obviously uh, seven and 30 uh, is their overall record this year, three and 13 at home. So actually they they actually have a worse home record than road record Arizona. And look, you would think it's going to be a leaf home game here because you're probably going to see more leaf jerseys in the crowd than the uh, coyotes. I'm, uh, there was barely, I think the other night they played Chicago if there were 4,000 people there, uh, th- that that would have been lucky to have that many. I mean, the crowds are just piss poor there in Arizona right now uh, for the home games. Well, what can you say? I mean, it's middle of COVID. It's uh, it's a terrible hockey team this year. Uh, it's hard to draw fans. And a lot of the fans that are going to be there are the fans cheering the other team. So I think you're going to see probably a lot of Leaf fans here. Tonight. So you talk about a team with no home ice edge. That's the Arizona Coyotes right now, and the record bears that out. 3-13 and 13 is their record uh, on home ice this year, the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, this is not a game I'm involved in from a side perspective. Um, Toronto should win it, but I'm not going to lay the price, not going to go in regulation. But this is another over for me on the card tonight. Peter Morozik hasn't played in a while. I am concerned about that for tonight for him. He's got an above four goals against average. So when he has played, it's been a little bit shaky. He hasn't played since early December. That's a whole month. And that is why Sheldon keeps adamant about in this spot, in a back-to-back, we've got to get him a start. You just can't have him sitting that long. And to make this uh, layoff since he's last been in the net as a starter, Morozik, even worse for him. Not only has it been a month since he's played, he also hasn't been on the ice a whole lot because there was pauses, there was COVID-19 pauses, there was the Christmas break. Remember, the Leafs had several games postponed. They couldn't even, you know, he was in protocol for a bit as well, Miraza couldn't even be on the ice. You've really got to wonder how sharp this guy's going to be tonight uh, in between the pipes. I mean, this is just not normal to go a whole month without a start. And on top of that, several days where you can't even take the ice and face pucks in practice or in a morning skate situation, it's pretty – it's its dicey to trust what we're going to see out of Mirage. He's a good goalie, and when he, when he brings his A game, he's really good. But he's kind of been up and down this year. He hasn't started in forever. Is the Arizona Coyote offense good enough to take advantage of it? Mm-hmm. I hope they can at least get a couple. It is a tired Leaf team on a back-to-back, three – Uh, or not, not three games and four nights, good Saturday, but back to back on the road. And on the other side, I think the Leafs will get theirs. Uh, we see this team offensively. The thing that they said last night is we felt we didn't generate enough. We felt we didn't have the puck enough last night. That's what the, that's what the press conferences were saying. Nylander, Keefe after the game against Vegas, they actually felt their game needed to be better. They had to have the puck more.
1: They needed to generate more offense and he's, they're right. Yeah. They're right. Uh, Andy. Ian, look, look, who have they done well? Look at the last ten games for the Leafs. Who have they impressed you against? Was it the Oilers that have been dog shit? How about the Blackhawks? Sorry, Alex, they're not very good either right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot of Alex lot can't hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams that they've played recently. Yeah. And how about that game against Tampa Bay? You know, seven games ago, loser. Winnipeg, loser. I mean. Y- Everybody knows I love to make fun of the Maple Leafs. I bet on them last night, so nobody can say I don't bet on that team., yep. uh, but look what happened. Colorado, they choked the lead, lose the game. Hmm. Vegas almost choked the lead, go to a shootout. I mean, you can say what you want about that penalty, the tripping penalty on Clifford. You can say what you want about the Nick Ritchie or the, about the uh, yeah, the Nick Ritchie uh, penalty earlier in the game. You can say what you want about uh, the too many men on too many men on the ice. The fact of the matter is, that stuff can't happen. And it's a bad time for that penalty last night. Honestly, I think that Keith is doing a weird job with his lines. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I think Keith does a bad job with the lines he puts out there at the end of the game. Kyle Clifford shouldn't be anywhere near the ice with five minutes to go in the game. I I would agree with that, especially when he's missing
0: a a net, like he's right in front of the net with a scoring chance and he's like 10 feet wide with the shot, (laughs) which I saw last night at one time. Like, my goodness, it's not like he's going to give you a big time goal half the time Um, is not the greatest skater in the world. It is a little peculiar. Now he's one of those guys. He rules all four lines. I get that. But at that time in the game, when you need something to turn the tide and you need the puck more and you need a little Mm -hmm. more ozone time and you need to generate
1: a little bit more, you're really relying on the line with Kyle Clifford on it to do that. It's a fair point. Yeah. And look at Minnesota. You know, the Leafs have played several key teams recently and now they're playing one of the worst teams in the league. Yep. Arguably, Montreal and Arizona are the worst teams in the league. Or <laughs> They are, yeah. and uh, look, I think it's going to be an absolute rout tonight. I think the Maple Leafs have a lot of anger built up. Sometimes I look for these spots, like I have, like I am with the over with Montreal and Boston, and I say it could be a flat spot because they played Washington, Tampa, talking about the Bruins, and maybe Montreal will get some of their goals that way. But the yeah. Maple Leafs, with the way they've been giving up some goals, I wouldn't be surprised on the back to back if the Arizona Coyotes get a few. But I'm taking this over, and some might say, why aren't you taking the team total? Why aren't you taking the Leafs in the puck line? Because give me the six, and let me just sit back, you know, get a bag of popcorn and watch this game. Have plenty of goals because I believe we're going to see like a no joke, like a seven three game seven. I, I think we're going to. If you want to load up on props tonight in this game, I would not blame anybody for doing so. Look at Bunting to score a goal. Look at Andre Cash to yep. score a goal. Look at some of these guys, you know, uh, Matthews over one and a half points. Would not surprise me to see some of these guys have success. Jason Spetz at a score goal, it wouldn't surprise me. But having said that, I actually didn't make a play on Leafs in particular. It's just the over six for me. I may dabble in the prop market later on today. I haven't I haven't gotten into it quite yet.
0: I value you and I are both liking the over here. And the reason why we like the over more than say Toronto or Toronto puck line or Toronto team totals, even though we think they win the game, probably they should. So it's terrible if they don't, but if they, we we expect them to win. But the reason is we got a very, a goalie that has not started in over a month. December 11 is the last time we've seen Morozik in net, you know, and we're talking about a goalie that this year has a 4.13 goals against average and an 880 save percentage. So now, hasn't been all that superb, you know, when he's been in net for the uh, Leafs this year. So there's opportunity here for Arizona, I think, to score some goals and find the uh, back of that. When you look at Arizona, uh, the last few games, they remember, they scored six against Chicago. They did score seven against San Jose since the break. They scored six in the final game they played before the Christmas break. They've gone over and of their last five games. And other than the Winnipeg game where they lost three to one and they really got a good game from the jets, the jets were focused that night and Arizona only scored one, the other games, the last four of their last five, they've at least scored two goals. And I'm convinced that if Arizona at least scores two goals tonight, you know, you're going to push the total worst case scenario, worst case scenario. Cause I think you're going to get probably at least four from Toronto as far as props go, obviously, Austin Matthews, it's the obvious, right? It's the captain obvious player prop tonight with him playing in front of his family and friends, you would think close to home in Arizona. Um, you would think, but I'm going to go for a little bit more bang for my buck with Matthews tonight. Two goals or more at plus 400 uh, for Austin Matthews. Uh, I'm going to look at that tonight. You could even sprinkle on the hat trick, which is like 20 to one. Uh, yeah, on yeah, Matthews yeah. To well, get two nights
1: ago, he had, he had two goals. Two games ago, he had two goals. Last night, he had one goal. So why stop now?
0: Yeah. So I'll probably play it safe. I might put a couple of bucks maybe on the hat trick, three or more at 20 to one odds for Austin Matthews, but certainly two or more, you can get four to one, five to one plus yeah. 400 plus 500 in that range for Austin Matthews to be a multi goal scorer tonight. Probably a good chance of that, you know, is going to be fired up. No, one's going to be more excited on a, in a Toronto Maple Leaf Jersey to be playing this game tonight than Austin Matthews. And not only is he playing, you know, at home here, but national television spotlight TNT doesn't happen uh, every week uh, for him or the Toronto Maple Leafs. So what a showcase it is for him. In fact, I think he scored in that Leafs Kings game. You know, I think it was about a month or so ago. They were on TNT that night on a Wednesday night. And I think Austin Matthews scored and found the back of the net. So I'm just hoping for that plus one uh, tonight. Uh, from Austin Matthews uh, in this game against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. It's pro- not projected, not confirmed yet, I should say, but it's looking like Karel Vemelka uh, will be the goalie tonight. Uh, although, that again, that's not confirmed as of yet for the Coyotes. Uh, he's given up four goals in each of his last two starts. So, again, he's kind of been trending downward uh, the last couple. Hard to and see a low-scoring
1: way, game here, man. Hard. To it's see it's a hard to
0: envision game. it. Hard to envision it, I agree, given this spot. And Andre Turini. Uh, By the way, the head coach of the uh, Arizona Coyotes is in COVID protocol. So, you know, that makes things even more uh, a bit of a mess and and complicated. Oh, and I forgot one thing about this little analysis about the over here. Arizona's gutted on the blue line right now. There's multiple uh, key defensemen that have been out and are probably going to miss this game as well. Talking about Anton Strawman. This guy is absolutely one of their better shutdown stay-at-home defensemen. He's one of the few they have. And guess who's in COVID protocol and not playing tonight? Yeah, Anton Strawman uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. They will miss his presence uh, at the back end. Jacob Chickren's out. Connor Timmins is out. They're two yes. good young defensemen as well. Big injuries on the big absences, I should say, injuries slash COVID. Big absences on the blue line for Arizona. Uh, here tonight. So, uh, Andrew and I in line here, like, uh, goals to be scored in the desert tonight, Leafs and Coyotes. Great stuff with Andrew. That's the Wednesday card. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. A reminder, DraftKings, uh, official sports book, uh, uh official sp- um, partner of both the NFL and the NHL. I mean, take advantage because we mentioned this on the show yesterday about the uh, NFL wildcard weekend offer for new customers with DraftKings really is a great, thing to take advantage of. Uh, NFL playoffs are here. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game this weekend on Wild Card Weekend. You bet just $5 on that team and you can win 280 dollars in free bets uh, if your team is victorious uh, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet uh, you still can get involved in the wild card weekend action in other ways by betting playing for huge cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy football contests DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code THPN. Get 56 to 1 odds. That's plus 5,600 on any NFL team this wildcard weekend. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN this week. Wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right. Great stuff. Time to wrap it up with best bets for this Wednesday edition of the show. Make sure you join us tomorrow. It's a much bigger card on a Thursday. I believe we have 11 games scheduled uh, in NHL tomorrow on a Thursday. So it's a big card, and we are beyond excited, happy, and thrilled to welcome back Alex B. Smith uh, on the show tomorrow. It's been too long. We know he's been back home uh, dealing with the uh, passing of his father, which has obviously been difficult, but we are excited uh, to have him back tomorrow uh, on the ice guys and maybe looking forward to having the whole crew back for the Hopefully, first yeah. time in a while. Me, Alex, uh, Jimmy, and Andrew, that would be great for tomorrow. So looking forward to that and 11 games to talk about. So make sure you join us tomorrow. It's going to be one of those marathon editions uh, of the ice guys tomorrow. So make sure you join us for that. Uh, Andrew, we'll, in. I'll yeah, say this ahead.
1: before my best bet tomorrow, guys, before it moves to six in case it might move to six at some of the shops you guys look at, I'll, uh, I'll recommend right now. New York Rangers, San Jose Sharks, tomorrow night, book it in. This is some early play action here. Over five and a half, Rangers-Sharks. Road trip here for the Rangers. Sharks have been playing in some games where I think their expected goal numbers are a lot higher than what we've seen. Over five and a half, Rangers-Sharks. Early look here for tomorrow for all of you guys out there watching. Best bet in the show today, Habs Bruins over. There you go. And a little bonus already,
0: not even wait until Thursday. We'll give you a little Rangers sharks over five and a half recommendation for uh, tomorrow. Uh, and remember Andrew said earlier in the show, and I kind of agree kind of a bad, bad break. If you had the over in that Detroit San Jose game last night. So maybe a reverberating effect of that is you get a little value now uh, over five and a half here with the chances that were missed uh, on both sides last night. Uh, to put the puck in the net by both the Red Wings and the Sharks. So uh, that's for tomorrow. Uh, But for today, best bet, Andrew, uh, Montreal, Boston, over six for Andrew's uh, best bet for Wednesday. Uh, My best bet, since he's got that game, I'm going to go with the other one, Toronto, Arizona, uh, over six for me, uh, for my best bet. And I like that Montreal, Boston, over two. And the other play I had was Dallas in regulation. But uh, for best bet, we'll go with Toronto, Arizona, over six, Again, it's a big, big asterisk what we're going to see from Morozik. And I'm willing to take my chance. He's uh, at least especially early a little bit. You know, it's been a while. He hasn't played since December 11. He hasn't been on the ice a whole lot uh, during this last month. Uh, You can see Arizona take advantage of that, be able to find the back of the net. And Toronto certainly should as well here uh, in this game. Uh, And I think you get enough goals from both sides Uh, to send this game over the total so toronto arizona over six for my best bet for this wednesday card and that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us hit the like button uh, on your way out if you haven't already Uh, we appreciate that tell your friends about the show i mean the numbers are really really uh growing for the ice guys the podcast the video views on youtube keep telling everybody you know every hockey fan you know every hockey better you know every sports better you know to tune into the ice guys we're here seven days a week breaking down every single nhl game from a betting perspective and a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher and iheart radio Download the podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday with likely a full crew in the house to break down a massive Thursday NHL card. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday right here on the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.